0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: We only hope we could be 60 one day and still riding, let alone winning like badass Margie Engel. This week, we share our tips on how to be competitive when you don't have deep pockets, and Jess shares her fitness tips on how to come back strong after a long break. Thanks for tuning in.
0: From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, welcome
1: to Happy, to Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin.
2: I'm Sally Spickard. I'm Jess Payne, and welcome to episode 20 of Heels Down Happy Hour. Woo! Yay! How are you guys doing today? Good. Uh, awesome.
1: Jess, you're in North Carolina, right?
2: I am. I'm at the fork. We've been here. We had the jumper show last week and then we stayed through and the fork starts tomorrow with jogs. Wow. That's like quick. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, It's going well. The jumpers were really good and uh, horses like fit and ready for the fork and it's running over on the golf course. So that will be fun. Even the training level gets to go on the golf course. Uh, Oh, lucky. Cool. I do have a
1: question though. Yeah. How is Hudson adjusting to horse show life?
2: <laughs> he loves horse show life, or I guess he's going to have to like figure out too. But he seems to love it. He, oh. uh, we bring all of his stuff, so that's what's nice. We're here for almost two weeks straight, so we just like packed up everything and moved it here. Like his bassinet comes with us and it stays in our room. So it's kind of not really changed in that aspect. And then I have a little like bassinet on a stroller that he goes like even to the barn out at our house. So he goes here in it. So he kind of like sleeps in the same sort of stuff. So I think it's pretty easy in that aspect. And then he gets to see everybody and he loves like people and noise and lights. And this has all of that. <laughs> Those are all
0: good things to like when you are going to be a horse show baby. Let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like people <laughs> and he's laughing nowadays which is really fun so
0: oh that's awesome
2: yeah so speaking of drinking and happy hour Sally do you, have, <laughs> do you have a do you have a drink for us this week
0: I do well I don't so we have a submission from Jordan in our Facebook group shout out to Jordan So, this is a 7 and 7, which some of you might be familiar with. Um, Something that my boyfriend would love, probably, because it's got whiskey in it. But um, you can do Seagram 7, or, you know, that's obviously what it's named after. Um, And then you do 7 Up or Sprite, I guess you could also do. And then a little bit of lemon for garnish. And you put it in a highball glass, and you feel super fancy while you drink it. So, thank you, Jordan, for that. And that is also where we can... um, I'm sorry, we have a Facebook group that you can post in drink recommendations, apparently, and questions and commentary. Uh, It's called the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge, if you guys want to check it out. So one thing that I noticed on social media this weekend, I don't know, Justine, if you follow Lainey Ashker, but so as we know, EcoGold is one of the sponsors of our podcast, which is super awesome. Thank you, EcoGold. But anyway, I follow Lainey Ashker, who's a four-star event writer, and um, she actually has a column in this month's issue of Heels Down Magazine, so check that out. Um, But she is super color-coordinated, and I noticed that she's got a new half pad that I zoomed in on, and it's the EcoGold flip half pad. Have you guys heard of that?
1: Yes. I, like, am drooling to buy one one day. It
0: is awesome. And, like, I don't know, Justine, like, I know you're a hunter, but I feel like you're still, like, fun. And so, like, this is perfect awesome. <laughs> because, like, you can have, like, the tradition on one side, like, the white or the black. And then on the other, they have, like, pink and purple or gold, which is what Laney is, like, black, white, and gold are her colors. So it looks super awesome.
1: I saw that picture, too, and I also – kind of just envy Lainey just as a human being because she's like so freaking cool and not afraid to be herself. And she is to this day one of my favorite covers we've done for Heelstone oh my
0: Magazine. Gosh, absolutely. We did,
1: we did this like with amazing the birds.
0: Yeah, yeah, with the birds
1: and her in the pool and she just looks like a total like model owning the world Wonder Woman, you know? It was great.
0: Yeah. So it, yes. It was super awesome. But Anyway, so the flip half pad was really like what I noticed about the picture because it really popped and it's something that you can easily add to your collection. And it's, you know, in addition, more importantly, it also helps with saddle fit and also is non slip and well-ventilated. So definitely an awesome option. You can get yours at ecogold.ca.
1: All right, Jess. So you have some news for us.
2: I do. Um, Margie Engel, did you guys watch the five star a couple days ago this past weekend? I heard about it. I didn't see it though. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. Well, one happy birthday to Margie. She turned 60 years old mm-hmm. and still a riding. Amazing. I have to say and she incredible. won. She won the five star. She had an amazing round. It was super fun to watch. And I went down to the wire, like McLean was last. And I think everybody like inside, everybody loves McLean, but who doesn't want Margie to win on her 60th birthday? It was I the know. cutest thing. Like afterwards the live feed like I wasn't there in real life we just watched it on the computers and so um in real life you like I guess it was probably pretty amazing but in uh watching it on the computers it was fun because you saw like Laura Kraut and um Laura Huff both like go up to her afterwards and like take pictures like wanting to be with the winner like it was really cute so that's awesome yeah. So my fun news of the day is congrats Margie and happy birthday on the same day. And it was really cute. Cause then also somewhere on Facebook, the her horse was carrying its bucket um, oh. with like all of its like supplies and everything. It was, it was overall a really cute thing. Aww. That's so cool. How
0: yeah. Cool to be like winning a five-star on your 60th birthday. Like, can you just, I don't, I hope can't I'm even I'm imagine. Bad.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't <laughs> think I can say the word, but like, I hope I'm like a amazing writer at 60 years old like that'd be awesome i
1: yeah. know she's just like legendary you know
2: Like she we is. all want to be so you margie oh yes <laughs> justine what do you have <laughs> okay
1: so i've got the weirdest and like the best news item we've ever had on the show and i really hope you guys are prepared for it
2: okay, uh, okay i'm I sitting feel like you always i have like fun exciting news and i feel like you're the one that's like Science and like weird and hippie-ish. So I'm kind of scared of <laughs> this is if this is like the most scared, like weird one that you have.
1: Yes, this is. It came from Reddit, so you know it's gonna be oh. weird. Oh
2: god, okay. here awesome. we go. Okay, awesome.
1: All right, so apparently someone posted this picture of two horses on Reddit, and they are it to me, just because I've seen a photo like this a million times, it's just literally a photo of two horses eating from the same bucket like a ground bucket in the grass and they both have their noses in it and clearly whoever took this picture they took it from a magazine because you can see the fold in the middle of it where literally it's like a layout design in a magazine article and people were freaking out on reddit because they're saying that the image looked like two dudes in their butts, like, the jawline of the horse is, like, a muscular butt on, like, a <laughs> model-type guy. And so it was, like, an optical illusion that people didn't realize that it was horses at first. And I was like, what
2: the F? f?
1: um But... <laughs> Because I was looking at it because I could sh- I could not imagine the butts. Like, I wanted to see the butts. It's all I wanted to do was see the butts. But I couldn't because, I don't know, maybe I'm just so programmed to see horses. But I actually, this is crazy, but I, had, I closed one eye and put one hand up over one horse. And I was like, okay, I can see the butt and the muscular back of what they're talking about. <laughs> and then, then I took my hand away and I could see it. So, I don't know if you guys, did you look at the picture? Okay, so I'm looking butts?
0: at it right now. And I... I'm trying really hard to see the butts because like I want to see the butts. If there's a butt, I want to see it, but I it's can't there... see it.
2: I or was just, thinking of like... there's no way. Like, what? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta get creative. I even took of... my glasses off and I still don't see it. <laughs> close Hold one I'm... eye,
1: close one I'm... eye and put I... one hand over the horse. And then oh, same... there it is. But you gotta okay. think like, uh like okay, ESPN really bony way.
0: butt though like let's be honest. okay like this no, is no no
1: it's
2: like it's like the ESPN body the issue body butt. issue okay I can see the right one but not the left one
0: the left one looks like it would be a really bony butt right like uh, the right
2: one looks okay if you like close amaciated. like the second if you do the second center like just the right side yeah that looks like I can see it but like I mean, you have to be stretching. They're this. like, they're like male
1: ballerina butts, you know, like super tight, super muscular. I love how
2: you go tight, tight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it gets naughty because if you can see the butts, then you can see what the ears are doing.
0: Oh my God, the ears. Oh my gosh.
1: X-rated, X-rated. Oh my <laughs> so god, That's all we're going to say. But anyway, <laughs> so this, this caused a, like a hoopla oh. on Reddit this week. And I think it's hilarious because it's literally just two innocent bay horses eating out of a feed bucket on the ground.
0: I mean, and who even sees that? I, I don't even... Okay. I mean, I see it now, but there's no way I would have, like, saw that on first glance and sent it to Reddit. This person. The world is full time. of
1: weirdos, Sally. The world is full of weirdos.
0: Learn something new every day. Well... Okay, so mine's kind of, I don't know if it's weird, because I guess it's kind of almost old news now, but you know how a few years ago they started really getting into cloning horses? So there's this article that is from Florida. I feel like a lot of our news comes from Florida. Like there is a lot of crap happening in Florida. Um, So this is from the... (laughs) Thanks a lot.
1: (laughs) Keeps me busy, man. This is why I'm employed here. Uh,
0: (laughs) Job security. Um, okay, so this is for the this is about the Palm Beach Equine Clinic, and apparently they are starting to offer cloning. And you know, in reading this article, there's a lot of talk about embryo transfer and and basically like modern <clears throat> breeding practices. But what I thought was interesting was that uh, apparently there's a polo player who has like a whole bunch of cloned copies of his favorite mare, his favorite polo pony mare. And so I guess his name's Adolfo, I'm going to butcher this, I'm so sorry, Adolfo Cambioso. Cambioso um, he's one of the best polo players in the world, supposedly, and he has more than a dozen clones from his favorite mare. So apparently this cloning thing in Palm Beach is something that's really popular with polo players. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about that.
1: Yeah. So I actually wrote a story <clears throat> in the January issue of Sound Magazine about the science behind like building a better equine athlete like so all the science that's gone into making horses more fit and more athletic and have more ability blah 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 then obviously cloning plays a role in that right And it's interesting because it's always been thoroughbreds either from the racing industry and then i would say secondly is polo that have sort of been like the forefront you know lab rats essentially of cloning in horses so th- this doesn't surprise me but it's really mm-hmm. interesting
0: yeah, well, and it also says at least for this place. I didn't really look to see how much it cost anywhere else, but this place it says it can cost upwards of a hundred thousand dollars to clone a horse. It's so expensive. that's yeah, a that's, lot crazy. Of money.
1: that's crazy. But didn't hey, didn't William Fox Pitt like one of his old horses? They cloned the owners cloned him, right?
0: So there was. I don't know if it was a Fox Pitt horse. I'm kind of failing my eventing <clears throat> nerd knowledge here. Uh, he talked. A,
1: he talked about it at the USCA
2: oh that's right that's right yeah well i know cloned ronald cloned his that mr wise guy yep he did. and then there
0: was that cruising that stallion cruising that was cloned um like several years ago the there's two obviously stallions that were born and i think they were made available for breeding but their 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 foals would only be coming like two or three now so i guess still remains to be seen i think they were I haven't seen anything about them competing, so I don't. I don't really know. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's just really interesting that that's even a possibility now. Honestly,
1: it's kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about it. It's sort of like how I feel about Amazon. I don't have an Amazon Prime account because I don't like Amazon looking at what I do.
2: And yeah, I don't know how this. <laughs> I know you. We I'm, would we would not make it without Amazon Prime. I, I, I mean, but I, I agree feel with like you, Joss. <laughs>
1: I'm afraid of cloning horses, too, in that it gives me the same creepy sensation on the back of my neck, like
0: where I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, this is cool. It that is we a have little bit capability. too, like, science fiction-y for me, but I'm I mean, I, a really
2: good
0: one. I was going to say, mean. I mean, would you guys clone your, your, like, heart horse? You know, like, think of yeah. the horse that you wish you still had. I mean, I Absolutely. don't know if any of us would say no to that if given the opportunity, you know, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I obviously don't know enough about it. So that's just me talking, but.
2: I would try in a heartbeat. Yeah. You would? Oh, absolutely. Like that Amazon Prime? We definitely have that. <laughs> 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 You're
1: giving them all of your personal information, Jess.
2: They, they know already everything all about what you do.
1: I mean, it's they have a the lot anyway. Anyways.
0: Right. That's kind of how I look at it, too. Justine, it's, more than it's, that, it's not, It's your
1: consumer habits, it's everything.
0: I don't like that. You know, what? Do you and shop online like, at all, though? Because I feel like, anyway, it's a tangent. But I feel like that would be, you know, like, there's st- I feel like there's still people mining that information. I'd like to think they're not, but <laughs> it's probably I, happening.
1: I know. I'm a crazy person. Like, I have a VPN on all the time. and Oh. We're going to build a bunker in the backyard. <laughs> I was going
0: to say, like, can I come to your house when the zombie apocalypse happens? Because it sounds like it's going to be the place to be. <laughs> like,
1: oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Okay. Right. We'll never watch the show Black Mirror. I will leave it at that. Like, if you haven't seen it, then Justine, you probably, that's like your worst nightmare, I think.
1: I have. It's ruined my life. Yeah, right I'm now. sure.
2: <laughs> 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 Tangent over. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about saddle cleaning and saddle soaps. I found this new saddle soap that is amazing and it's called Sterling Essentials and it's got cleaner and saddle soap and it is amazing because it smells like lavender, and they come in other scents. Have you guys oh. tried this?
1: Yes. So I, I got the lavender one too, and it was when it arrived, it was it was sad. One broke, so it like spilled uh-huh. all over the bag. Oh no! But it, I know, but I didn't know what it was when it came, and I was like, "What is this that smells so good and is also soggy and wet?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I love the conditioner. Jess, do you have both the conditioner and the cleaner? Because it's so. Creamy and wonderful, and you don't need to use a lot of it to really cover like a whole saddle. And it just makes like my whole saddle just looks and feels so much nicer after a really quick wipe down.
2: Well, and I feel like yeah, it's the same with the cleaner. The cleaner I just had to use a little bit, and it wiped off like the gross slime stuff. And then I went straight to the conditioner, and it was awesome. So both of them together, yeah, I am hooked.
1: Well, I like it a lot too, and it's not often that you find. Uh, cleaner and conditioner that smells good and it also doesn't leave like an en- gross residue on your hands or anything like it's yeah. easy to clean and put away and like you can go about your well, life you- and not feel dirty with your hands
2: well you don't feel like you have to have dawn soap afterwards like that's what i yeah. love is like half the time i like use anything and i clean it like it's all that dawn you know you just have that greasy feel that, like you feel tacky like feel thing. on your hands yes. it's yes. yeah so mm-hmm. I always have Dawn uh, Blue Dawn in the tack room, and so I clean my hands with that. But yep. not with this. This was awesome.
1: Well, but it still does uh, a good job too. Yeah, you know, like and it's, it's still, like, like actually like yeah,
2: hmm Like, so
0: the cool thing I was doing some research on this is the cool thing is that it's made from like natural what they call food grade ingredients. Um, And for anybody that doesn't know what food grade means, it just means that it doesn't have like dyes or like harmful materials in it that would be like harsh on your skin or that sort of thing. So I like it because I almost feel like it's like just like you guys said, like it doesn't make your hands feel sticky and it it doesn't feel like I have chemicals on my hands, which is always how I feel when I use other stuff, I guess, is the the closest thing I would describe it to. And a little does go a long way for sure. And um, I got the eucalyptus, which is a super fresh smelling scent. Ooh. And it looks like it comes in. So you guys got the lavender and then I got the eucalyptus. And then it also comes in a floral citrus, which looks like it maybe has like some orangey lemon type of undertones. So I kind of want to try that one.
1: That's awesome. I mean, you in a pinch, like you could almost even like dab a little bit on your wrist or your neck or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I, okay. I'm not even joking you. I had this on my desk, like, open the conditioner. I had it open because I needed something that smelled good for some reason. I don't know if it, like, smelled in here or what, but, and it, like, it worked. And then I used it on my tall boots because I needed, like, a lot of love. And again, it works. So it's, like, multi purpose, guys.
2: There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Sally, where can we get this?
0: So we can, or I'm sorry, you can find this at uh, www.sterling-essentials.com. The other cool thing that I'll tell you guys about this is it's a female-owned small business. She started this on her own. She's also a writer. Her name's Teal. So shout out to Teal because she's like living the dream in Oregon. That's where she's based. And so that's uh, where Sterling Essentials kind of came from was her wanting to kind of find something that would be gentle on what you're using it for. So if you like what you... About that, um, we have some exciting news. We're actually going to have—I have a whole full-size set of this stuff to give away to one of our listeners. Um, so, what you have to do is just go to our website, which is heelsdownmag.com, and sign up for the newsletter, which is something that we're going to be sending to your email inbox with lots of updates and news and fun things. And just sign up by April 15th and we will announce the winner, I believe, on our next podcast. Um, So that's a really cool way to get to try this stuff for yourself.
2: Cool. Do you know how to tell if your horse is a senior? If you guessed age, you'd be wrong. Because not all horses age at the same rate. So how do you know if your horse has entered those golden years? Well, you might notice gray or white hair around the muzzle or eyes, weight loss, low energy, decline in dental condition or a choppier gait due to aches and pains. If any of these describe your horse, he or she might be a senior, and it might be a good time to start him or her on Purina Equine Senior or Equine Senior Active Horse Feed. They both have active age, a proprietary prebiotic prebiotic proven through the years of research to support a senior's horse's age immune system. Well, with Purina Equine Senior, greatness never ages. To learn more, visit Purina Mills dot com backslash active age
1: so you guys i wanted to talk to you about something that is uh i don't know it's probably controversial because that's what we do on the show but you both know i've mostly ridden in the hunters i've grown up riding the hunters um and in the hunters it's mostly expensive warm bloods that win it's just what it is you know like they have the gait, they have the cadence those are the horses that win and a lot of people spend a lot of money and they fly over to Europe and pick a nice horse. And that's, you know, that's how they start their career. So I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Uh, Cause I'm curious on a couple of things. Uh, like if that varies by discipline, if it's different in eventing or dressage and other disciplines, but we pay a lot of money just to own a horse. And then you, that like is compounded by competing a horse. So How can riders with, uh, you know, not a ton of financial backing, I mean, I will be the first to admit it, I'm just a poor lowly rider, that it is hard to find the funds to do this in a way that is sustainable and not super stressful because I'm worried about my finances, you know? So do you guys, I don't know, tell me about your experiences and how did you financially Uh, afford your horses, especially you, Jess, as you were coming up and knew you wanted to ride professionally? I'm just curious.
2: Um, Mine, I mean, I was very lucky. I had, my parents were very supportive, but not to the extent where they were like, here, you can go spend thousands and thousands of dollars. But I did, you know, they did buy me one really nice horse that I ended up, we'd bought a preliminary horse and he ended up taking me to all the way to Kentucky and multiple three stars. But I guess like the big thing was, is I just ride anything, you know, like anything to get the, you know, just time on their backs and learn more experience. And so I worked like at one time I was at three different barns working my butt off, you know, driving to my coaches so that I could get lessons and everything else. And I think nowadays it's gotten even more expensive You know, the horses are way more expensive than what they were when I was buying horses, you know? And so now we just basically, we buy them young. So we don't spend the money. We buy yearlings all the time. And I think you can do it on a bit of a budget, but you have to be very smart about it. And it's very hard. So I think there are a lot of people that from, you know, not uber amounts of money, do very well with it, but I think it also makes them very good riders. Like I think McLean was saying, um, down in Wellington, he was saying that the to- almost all of the top 25 show jumpers in the world come from middle class and lower background. Mm. And I thought that was interesting because a lot of the top riders, they've had to like ride multiples of different types of horses because that's how they had to learn. And they didn't just buy what they could. And that made right. them top riders. So I think that the perception is, yes, horses do cost a lot of money, but a lot of people have figured out a way, you know, making themselves a little bit different. And I mean, Doug would ride whatever for the longest time, you know, he's the same way. He wrote a book about how to ride difficult horses because for the longest time, everybody knew him as only the rider that could ride difficult horses. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Well, what about both of you guys? I'm curious because eventing you've seen like this rise in the off the track thoroughbred it's a cheap way to get a horse with some athletic ability um so do you has that changed maybe the entry point for a lot of people that they can get a decent horse off the track and put it together they have is that an easier way to get going
0: i mean i've always bought my horses you know if not straight off the track then very soon after they came off the track because that's really all i could afford and um, you know, I think I've purchased all of my horses on payment plans and, and had to kind of do it over time. So, you know, I think, um, the is not where I started. It's where I ended up because I kind of caught the bug the first time I went to Kentucky and, and saw, you know, Gina Miles riding the McKinley. She was the one that really gave me the bug. And so I would say from a starting point, yeah, it was a lot easier for me to picture taking a horse off the track and, making it into an event horse for sure because you see, you know, Lynn Samansky. you see people like Lenny Ashker that have all these horses that didn't come from anything. Um, and you're like, Oh, well that's cool. Like I know there's a lot of money that goes into it in between then, but like that actually gives me something to aspire towards rather than a purpose bred jumper horse, which to no fault of its own just happens to have more power for those big, huge fences than a thoroughbred might, you know? So um, yeah, I think absolutely it, it does make a venting seem more accessible. And and Jess, I don't know if you feel the same way or not.
2: Um, I think, I mean, even the warm bloods, Doug bought that crown talisman horse that we sold for, um, a good bit of money and actually financed the most of our farm and everything along with a couple of the other horses that we sold, but he was bought for a dollar and he yeah. basically traded, um, working for them. So they had a horse in training and they the bill of sale says that he bought tally for a dollar and a hmm. couple other ones. Like there are, you know, a lot of horses out there. I think somebody like wrote long time ago, I read something that not just the off the tracks that were a dollar, there are all these different cases. You know, I bought my intermediate horse, my parents bought it. I was very thankful, but I mean, I think he was $2,000, mm-hmm. you know, and he was a appendix. I mean, it was something, you know, something just an average type horse, but there are ways that, you could basically do it without not just the off-the-track thoroughbreds. They are absolutely out there. It's just yeah. kind of ways that that's what everybody thinks. Oh, that's the cheapest way. And it definitely is. And there are multiple riders that have gone on really nice off-the-track thoroughbreds to Kentucky and everywhere else.
1: So I know like when we interviewed Oliver Town in this last for this last uh, issue, which is out now, the April issue, he talked a lot about sort of the the pros and the cons of being a professional rider and Mm -hmm. how hard it can be to bring along young horses and have to sell them to basically finance your career. I know that's something you guys do too, right? Is that that's just part of it. Like you have to do that is sell Um, horses.
2: Absolutely. I mean that's why we had to I mean Doug didn't want to sell the Crown Talisman horse. Um he wanted to hopefully take it to games and represent the country and everything else. But at some point they're all you know everything's for sale. Yeah, it does, you know, there's a price on everything. And for us to, you know, start a family and everything else we needed to sell them. So it was unfortunate, but they came along and they wanted to pay. And so I think it, is what it was it is. the right decision, but it's hard. And that's why we buy yearlings. So we'll buy them and then they sit in the field because that's how we can afford them. And we know then we're buying nice horses and we know what they're like. And if they're not at any point going to cut it, they're is always a different avenue for them, whether it's their show hunters or their jumpers or their, you know, amateur horses that aren't going to take Doug or I up the levels, then Mm -hmm. there's always a market, you know, we know that they're good quality and we really, really like them. So we have been trying to buy about a yearling a year. Interesting.
1: What about other disciplines like straight dressage you know are they more open to breeds that aren't these sort of top bred warm bloods are you seeing a change there
0: i mean i just interviewed a lady who is a dressage writer and she's actually got a thoroughbred that she's taking to the retired resource project this year um, in the dressage but she said that um you know one thing that she's noticed that th- is that there have been you know to her observation a few more like lighter built horses that she's seen, um, you know, that to the point where she feels that any horse that's got three decent gates has, I mean, this is the quote is, I think any good thoroughbred with three good gates has just as much chance as anything, or I'm sorry, any good horse, any horse with three good gates, Um, you know, so I think that says a lot that somebody that's kind of in the dressage world, you know, maybe isn't what you'd think of, but, uh, you know, maybe that's something that she's starting to see more of for sure. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I was just curious. And then you. Know, I, I think another good point to bring up is almost like the WEF article that we read or that we talked about uh, from Business Insider last week on the mm-hmm. news item of just sort of like an outside peering into Wellington and how, yeah, Steve Jobs's kid rides here. And, you know, like all these people who come from like a, a very rich, affluent background, that kind of thing. I mean, yes, that is very clearly part of our sport. But At what point, I mean, are equestrians spoiled brats or that we complain about our first world problems or you? I wouldn't call
2: spoiled brat, but very, I mean, I would almost say privileged. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: privilege is definitely a good word to describe it. But I will say, like, I will interject that I did just read this really interesting article about what they call millennial culture. And I think that's something that a lot of people in the Wellington, on the Wellington scene kind of identify with. And how people always identify millennials as like these spoiled brat, you know, hashtag first world problems, like take a selfie, eat some avocado, you know, like those kind of people. And I think a lot of people kind of equate that group with with equestrians too, but I think the difference is that what they don't realize is that a lot of these people are, are, are not necessarily dealing with, you know, ideal situations at home or, um, you know, maybe they aren't, you know, there's some parts that they do have to pay for on their own or what have you. So, um, you know, I just think there's a little bit more that meets the eye definitely in that aspect, but I think privilege is definitely a good way to put it for sure.
1: So people are still making sacrifices. I mean, I think yeah. like, The young kids who want to do this for real that you see at WEF sometimes, like, they give up a totally normal school experience. Like, their social life is not normal. Yeah. Uh, And that's something they do for this Dream to Ride, which I think is just fascinating that, you know, someone can be that passionate about their sport. I mean, for me, it's a hobby. I'm an amateur. Uh, and probably the biggest narrative in my <laughs> personal experience has always been like family looking in or friends who are not into horses looking in who kind of think that I'm financially irresponsible for how much money I pay for my- to support my hobby, which
2: mm-hmm. has a-
1: always been like something when I was younger, I was more defensive about it. Now I just I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. Like this is my I'm life. And, it, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not financially r- irresponsible, but I think it is interesting. Like people, you know, you go from being that like, oh, I was the horse girl running around in the paddock at recess, whatever meme that you see on Facebook, and now we're in our thirties or whatever, <laughs> still doing this. But it's uh, <laughs> I don't think people should ever feel bad. And it, yes, it is expensive. No. But what else would you? Otherwise, I'd be using the same money on more happy hours. You know, so I was like, what, say,
2: what's you're gonna a have part option? of this. You're going to have heels down or happy hour. I mean, you got
1: one of the two. Because your horse deserves optimum nutrition delivered naturally, they deserve Stanley Premium Western Forage. There's no better place in the country to go forage than Idaho, and Stanley is one of the country's largest producers. Whether it's pellets, cubes, chopped forage in bags, or compressed bales, Stanley cultivates premium forage types horse owners demand. Simply put, horses deserve Stanley Premium Western Forage because they deserve the very best. Go to stanleyforage.com.
0: So, Jess, let's see. Christmas Eve, I think is when Hudson was born, right? He was. Uh, that's like it's I can't believe how fast time is going by. So, I know <laughs> I know that you're back to riding a little bit. Um, can you tell us a little bit? Like I know we talked about like riding while pregnant, but how about like when you get back, you know, what have you been doing to kind of get back to where you were? Because I know a lot of women in our group have kind of been asking about that.
2: Oh, I'm definitely not back to where I was. Like I was, <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress. <laughs> it's it definitely a work in progress. But I, um, one of the best decisions I think I made was my main horse, my preliminary horse, like my babies and stuff I gave to Doug to ride, but my main horse, my preliminary one, I actually gave him the time off. I know a lot of people sort of do it the other way around or everybody kind of does it differently. But I wanted somebody to basically be as tired as I was when I got back to riding. So (laughs) I I loved it. It was a great decision. And and my, you know, my horse is a bit different. He is very quiet at home and everything. So I gave him almost nine months off. So (laughs) I stopped riding about four, four and a half months pregnant and I chucked him in a field. He lived in a field. I mean, come in for the barn, but I didn't ride him. No one rode him. No one got him, kept him going, nothing. And then I probably should have pulled his shoes. But honestly, by the time I thought about it, it was too late. <laughs> but <laughs> I was probably dumb. But oh, uh, fine. <laughs> so it's fine. I just probably spent some extra money like we were talking about. No, right. <laughs> Decision-making, just God. <laughs> really not on top of that one. But other than that, I thought I made good decisions because I I got back riding about four or five weeks after I was pregnant. I mean, after I delivered, and he was just as tired as I was. The jumpers and stuff I rode um, the first couple days with with his name. His name is PJ. PJ was like, "Can we please walk?" I'm like, "Absolutely." I <laughs> like walking too, much. and then we'd trot for like you know. Trot canner for like five minutes because I didn't, I've never been out of the saddle that long. I mean, mm. I've yeah, that's not, a long time. I've never, like, yeah, I've never taken a break for that long. I've never gotten hurt, knock on wood, that long. Uh, so there was kind of nothing to sort of compare it to. I didn't know what I was going to feel like. I didn't know balance wise. And the first time I sat in the saddle, it was awkward. I will tell you, it was <laughs> super weird. I was like, um, and we went on a walk and he was perfect. And so we're both just finally like getting our fitness back. And so it was 10 minutes a day and he was like huffing. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. I'm <laughs> huffing too. Much. And I was pretty active during my pregnancy. I walked a lot, uh, trying to stay fit. So, um, I was very lucky in that kind of regards that I had a very good pregnancy and I was able to walk a bunch and keep it going, but it was weird getting back. And I'm finally getting back. I've jumped a little bit and that's kind of weird as well. My eye is definitely not as good as it was before. And same thing. Very glad that I have PJ because I swing and miss and he's like, Oh, no worries. I got your mom. (laughs) (laughs) What a good boy. Like, Oh, that's, that's really unfortunate, but, uh, it's been, it's been different, but it's slow, slow progress. And I just take it, like, one day at a time. And if he has to have another day off, then he gets another day off. So it's kind of how it's worked for me.
1: Are you working out, like, doing anything when you're not in the saddle to try to get your muscles back up to speed?
2: Oh, yeah. It's called holding the baby. You have lots of, like, (laughs) Like, he wants to play with you. So you, like, do these, like, you know, you can't toss him in the air, obviously. But you want (laughs) to lift him up and, like, play. And after, like, the fourth set, you're going... My arms are really tired, but if you stop, (laughs) so then you just keep going, and so that's an arm workout. And at the horse shows, we had the four wheeler, so I always, I never walked; it was really bad. But I never walked; I always rode the four wheeler everywhere. And now I have to push a (laughs) buggy of some sort, like either the Bob, which is this huge car seat adapter stroller thing, or his like pram bassinet thing. And I walk everywhere. So when I'm not at home riding, I'm walking a lot. And he does love the walks. So a lot of time it puts him to sleep. So I definitely am walking. Do you
1: keep like a schedule? Like you want to hit certain goals by certain months or you're just kind of playing it by ear until you and PJ get there together?
2: No, I'm playing it by ear. I gave up on all the other ones. I'm playing (laughs) it like I, I told Doug, I was like, I'm going to have to go to a couple jumper shows first, get my <laughs> eye back in. I'm not sure I can go cross country right away because that might really take the breath out of me. So I'm hoping by like midsummer, I'll be back at a jumper show, but I'm taking it one day at a time. Like, I don't want to. The more important thing is Hudson. So putting my energy and time into him. And then PJ is now secondary completely. I feel like
0: that's nice though. Like having like, you know, you don't have to get back onto a super fit horse that, you know, Doug's been campaigning for you or something, you know, because well, I then, feel like that would have been an option too. Well, that's absolutely
2: Yeah. And I mean, I have a lot of friends that have sent their horses off to keep campaigning, keep getting fit, yeah. keep everything. And then I feel there's that added pressure that they have to go back to like the competition because their mm-hmm. horse is ready to go. Yeah. And I'm like, well, my, mine, mine looks more pregnant than I do right now. So right. I, I don't have to go to a show and he doesn't want to go to a show. Right. So, in that regards, I am very thankful because for me, I didn't want that pressure of, oh, he feels like it's his time. We need to go now, now, now. And it's, he's not ready. He's real fat. So <laughs>
0: he's like, he like I does. thought I got
2: early retirement. I thought I got lucky. Oh, he loves it. He's like, I think I hear the baby crying. You could go take care of him. I don't need to. Be- <laughs> you, should, you should look <laughs> at that. <laughs> yeah. you Put me back outside.
0: Me. Yeah, he's
2: like, I'm, I'm good. Oh, PJ. He is. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm thankful I did it that way, but everybody does it their own kind of way.
1: Sure. Nope. No pressure way. Sounds the best way though.
0: Sounds like my speed. Uh,
1: absolutely.
0: This segment is brought to you by Giddy Up Goodies, the best monthly subscription box for horses and the people who love them. Giddy Up Goodies delivers a thoughtfully curated selection of equine and riding-related items each month, from grooming and wellness products for the horse to a specially selected rider gift and everything in between. Giddy Up Goodies has a plan to fit every budget. Sign up for your box now by visiting giddy-upgoodies.com.
2: So, Justine and Sally... I'm over here at Tryon. I'm super excited. Well, there's the WAG test event for the three-star eventing, but there's also vaulting test event going on at the same time. That is so cool. cool. I'm so excited. i am got to stalk about what days, what's happening. But because Doug used to event, or vault, he and his sister learned <laughs> vaulting. And these pictures. Oh, my God. A, oh, my gosh. You every, have pictures? Oh, yeah. Every year. His sister on his birthday posts these amazing pictures of their vaulting.
0: Oh my god! I
2: need to see these.
1: How long did it's he vault for? Like couple a,
2: long time? Wow. No, a couple of years.
1: Wow! Oh my god, that's pretty yeah. impressive, though.
2: So he says he had, He goes, "Oh, that's how I can fall so well." I'm like, "Oh, I don't think that's a good thing." But <laughs> yeah. he says it teaches him balance and all of this. I was I like, see. "Okay, whatever." <laughs> But I think it's super interesting and really fun to watch. And I think it's very graceful and it's like ballet on horses. So I think it's pretty awesome. So I'm going to watch. But did you know, Justine, I think you're going to try this, but I haven't seen the video or the picture yet. But Asmar is giving away like this Asmar WEG challenge. Have you heard about this?
1: I have. Yeah. So we posted about it on HeelsDownMag.com not too long ago. And basically what Asmar is doing, if you guys don't know, Asmar is an equestrian clothing company and they make like beautifully made jackets and all kinds of stuff. But um they're doing this challenge and they want people to post on, on social media, but they're gonna have a new challenge every week and it's focusing on the eight disciplines that will be at the world equestrian games. So and if you participate in the challenge, you are gonna be entered into this drawing to win two tickets, a hotel, a car rental and $2,000 worth of Asmar merch. Holy cow. And yeah, so they're basically sending you to the, to WEG uh, if you win. So I totally think it's worth doing a really embarrassing video of myself and posting it on the internet if I could go to WEG for free. I mean, um, please do that. Also, if you don't win the grand prize, they're still giving out uh, other prizes of 500 bucks worth of Asmar merchandise every month. So this is like a pretty good deal like you got good chances to win
0: so what so, do you have to do like actually like you have to actually act it out right
1: we have are, to
2: watch the video
1: yeah oh, there's okay. some simple rules that they outline in a video every week so okay. i know the vault the vaulting one ends this week uh and then a new one will will kick in but i don't know if you guys saw nick hansen he's a dressage yes. writer he's was uh, awesome yeah, a big young riders guy who came up through that. Uh, he used his Grand Prix dressage horse and he's like literally stood on its back.
0: Oh, uh, I think I saw that. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I know. So even if you're like not actually naturally gifted like I am, you can find a way to do it. So I'll I'll give you guys a, like an exclusive sneak peek of what I plan to do because I am going to make it like a like a heels down happy hour themed one. So I just got this cool new uh, cocktail making set. Like a, it has copper mugs for like Moscow mules and a copper like drink shaker to, for like martinis and stuff. So I'm going to make a cocktail like I'm a bartender from my horse's back. So I've nice. even like figured out how to make like a funky like makeshift table setup so I can lay out all my ingredients and like shake it while I'm on poor Mikey's back. And hopefully he won't freak out and pour a drink.
0: That's gonna be awesome.
1: That's kind of vaulting, right? I mean, it's just as hard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I know, absolutely hard. Well, yeah, I think think we should take like a bet on how many takes you have to do on it.
1: All right, Uh, my husband's gonna film it, so he'll he'll keep me honest. You guys should take a take a bet.
2: (laughs) I'm guessing four. (laughs) Four. All right. I'm going to so- go
0: with like, I got faith in you, Justine. I'm going to go with two, but I'm going to also say that you got to finish like all your test drinks that you make. So it might just get a little wobbly as you keep going.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So that'll make this, the video better. Cause I'll be right. I thought, exactly. I
2: <laughs> thought four was being generous. Like, <laughs> Hey, I, I really think that's a good one. I didn't say eight. I was
1: thinking four <laughs> was good too. I was like, oh, okay,
2: Whoa. well, apparently yeah, I, I, thought- just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think she's
0: amazing. Apparently I do.
1: And you have a lot of faith in my horse, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's got to stand still. I'm, I don't think you've done enough videos with these horses. Apparently not. I, do like, I do like 10 takes for like Courtney's quarter mark video. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess well, so it sounds like fun. So it looks like I'm reading up about this now, and it looks like they're going to have a different challenge for every WEG discipline. So that's pretty cool. Like I'm pretty excited about the eventing one, but like they'll have all the other disciplines. So um, stay tuned. Um, Heelsdownmag.com will have the information for all the new challenges. But in the meantime, if you can get your vaulting one done by April 5th, um, there's instructions how about how to post it on social media so that they'll see it, um, and then. Like Justine said, every month for each challenge, there's another prize of $500 of Asmar merchandise or clothing, I guess, um, that you can win too. So this is like a super, super cool contest. And I'm pretty excited to participate.
1: All right. Well, guys, it is time for Rosenthorne.
0: My rose is that, um, let's see, I guess we'll do this one. So the Kentucky three-day event is coming up, which I guess it's called the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. And I'm a super nerd and I always stalk the entry list. Um, so I'm really excited because it said that William Fox Pitt is coming back to Kentucky, which he hasn't been back for, I don't know, just maybe, you know, like, I don't know, five or six years at least. Um, so I'm like super excited about that because I got to do some work with, uh, with Jeep a few years ago at Kentucky um, because they sponsor him. And so I got to like interview him and like go on a chorus walk and hang out with him in a bunch of Jeeps. And I don't know, it was really cool. So I just have this like really, I don't know, I guess an obsession with William Fox pit. So I was really happy. So I guess I'll use that as my, my rose this week.
1: It's a good one. All right. Your thorn.
0: Um, let's see. My thorn is that, um, I've been trying to do this, keto diet I don't okay like it's not really the keto diet because I don't I can't make myself eat enough calories I don't know if you guys know what the keto diet is or not but it's basically like no carbs ever at all oh my gosh (laughs) I'd rather (laughs) be dead I'm like that's kind of where I'm at so like I don't really have like I mean I don't have like a lot of weight to lose but I just knew that I was eating like way too much starchy carby crap and like me not really like not being a working student anymore has made me like gain more weight than I'd like to so I've been trying to like kind of work it off but it's like so miserable I have a thing of ice cream sitting in my freezer right now and it's like calling my name so I'm a little sad I think you just
2: dig in and eat I it. think
0: I feel like that's probably going to happen when I get done with this so I mean you know at least I have your support
2: oh absolutely <laughs> I'm hard. not on any kind of keto diet or anything. I'll die. yeah. I would die. say it so condescendingly. Because <sighs> I would die. I know. I know.
0: I know. But die. the good thing is you can eat a lot of cheese. So I'm kind of like making up for know. it with that. Oh, okay. um, yeah. I know. See, it's I'll probably like, like totally not two, healthy for you. Two but days
2: fine. I could go on it. Like two whole days. <laughs> and just eat cheese, right? You know. Yep.
1: <laughs> but no, you my husband's doing... My husband doing the whole 30 diet and he tried to get me to do that with him. And I looked at it and was like, There's no cheese, so there's no way I'm doing
0: this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I could do that. All
2: right, Jess, what's your rose in for? Okay. My rose was Doug had an awesome ride on at Carolina on the Van Diver horse and he won. So our rose were still kind of riding that high, which is pretty awesome. Before we start to watch it. Yeah. So, so great. And there was a slightly embarrassing slash great picture of me that was caught on the live camera, live feed that a friend of ours sent to us that I am like laughing or screaming or don't quite know that. Oh, I think I saw that. That was
0: really cute. It was something.
2: We're going to go with cute. I thought cute. It was fun though. So it was a great weekend and it was fun. And I guess that would be my rose right now. Still living off that. And then my thorn would be, which it's not really a thorn, but it's like a slight thorn is we're not home from last, a uh, couple weekends ago was Carolina. We are not home one weekend until after Rolex or Kentucky or whatever it's called these days. So you know? yeah, that's a lot of time on the road. So like pain girl. with a three plus month baby, I feel like that's going to be fun. right now it's going well so maybe we should ask me in a couple weeks
1: (laughs) it's an adventure that's for sure huh
2: it is that so justine what have you got have you figured out yours yet
1: yeah so uh my rose is that um man now i'm torn i've got a couple of roses well the one i'm okay so my rose is that i built a succulent wall for my backyard like, we used, like, an old palette of wood, and I painted it, and we, like, made... And it actually turned out. It was, like, a Pinterest thing that actually worked out, you know? Wow, like I actually, I'm impressed. I it looks so good. It. Yeah, I actually nailed it. I didn't mess it up. So, it looks really good, and now I just gotta keep the succulents alive, <laughs>
0: but... Um, minor detail.
1: <laughs> I know. So, sorry, Alex. My other rose was... It's our wedding anniversary next weekend, but it didn't My make God. the cut. <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about the succulent wall. Okay, guys. (laughs) Um, So then my thorn is that I got, I was awarded this health reporting fellowship. So I don't know if you guys know, but I cover healthcare at the newspaper. I write about doctors and science and all kinds of stuff. And I won a fellowship to go to the National Institutes of Health for a week, which I was super excited about. But it falls on the same week of this trip to the Bahamas that I had already planned with my family. And I tried to figure out like, is there any way I can move the dates around or how do I do both? And it will be too expensive. Like I'm just basically going to eat the cost of the trip we already booked and paid for if I don't go. So I like fretted about it for all weekend. Like, do I do the career thing, which is the responsible thing? Or do I say, no, I'm going to go to the Bahamas for a week because I already paid for it. And I'm going to the Bahamas.
2: I mean, I'd I, don't go, think to, I I'd go to the Bahamas.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think I anybody here is mad about that decision. <laughs>
2: no, But it was a
1: really stressful decision. And I was really sad to turn it. Like I had to call them today and be like, sorry, I can't do this.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it would have been a cool opportunity for sure. But also the beach.
1: Yeah. So we're still going to the Bahamas. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that's not really a good thorn either. Whatever.
0: It's fine. It was still stressful. But you okay. made the right decision. Don't worry.
1: Okay, that makes me feel better.
0: (laughs) You have my approval and Jess's. All
1: right, so we did get a mailbag this week from Bailey, who is in our Facebook group, and she had a really fun question for us, so I'm going to pose it to you guys. Uh, Bailey wants to know, what are our favorite or most fun horse names of all time that aren't our horses? That's the disclaimer. Like, your favorite horse name that's not yours.
0: Oh, man. Um, I'm not going first.
1: I could go first.
2: Go ahead. Okay. What's yours?
1: So one of my favorite names has always been gem twist. You know, Uh, I love that. I think it's just such a pretty name and very fitting for, you know, the big gray horse that he was. Um, hopefully I'm going to see this. I have three. I already picked them out.
2: Um, Three. I thought thought we only had to do
0: one. You only have to do one. There's no, no, you're like overachieving here. I'm going to find two more. I'm going to find three more. Hang on. I'm just going to go with one.
1: My other one was, um, Hopefully, I'm saying this right. I don't know exactly I how to pronounce know. it, but is Shamwari. He, I always oh, like yeah.
0: that.
1: Shamwari Four, technically right, but I always like that yep. name. Makes
0: that's me think of name. Shamwow. <laughs> a little bit. I like it. I don't know. I think. Yeah, no, I like it too.
1: A really strong, like horse name, you know? Yeah. And then my third one is I used to ride this Hanoverian for a couple of years, and his name was Paradiso, which I really liked. Oh, yeah, <laughs> cool. That was pretty. All right, Jess, you have a favorite or a couple
2: of favorites? Just, I'm just going with my one. Um, <laughs> I love, well, I love the horse, but I loved the name too. It was Joe Fargesource Touch of Class. Do you um, remember that? Yeah. One? Yep. Yeah. That's a good one.
1: That's like I a good like, classy name. It's a, and and
2: my horse, one of my horse's name, two of my horse's names end in class, or class so it's okay. Designer oh, yeah. class. Oh, I like that too. I love designer class. And then what,
0: high class? Was that your other one? High class. Yeah. Or high society or something.
2: No, no, that's the weird part. I had high society. Oh, that's right. It was two different horses. Yeah. And then I got a high class and then I ended up with a designer class and I was like, how are they all kind?" (laughs) That's funny. But I do love touch class. My next one will be touch of class. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you guys have like fancy names. Like I was oh, going to say that my favorite name is Sable Geisler's horse, evil Munchkin. And then she also has a horse named devil Munchkin. Yes. Oh yeah. Those are yes. good That's to great. you. That but yes, I will say that my like favorite event horse name is, is Michael Young's Sam horse. And this is the stupidest reason ever, but I will say it's because in all of my years covering that horse, and writing about it it took me so long to be able to spell it without copy pasting it so the minute that i remembered how to spell that thotique, i don't even think i know how to pronounce it that was like all right i'm done i need i need no more nothing else in my life so that will always be one of my favorite names because of that accomplishment
1: that is fair totally fair
0: but also evil munchkin
1: that is a good one i like evil munchkin too
0: well
2: thanks bailey for that that was fun that was fun I know. all
1: right so if you guys want to hear more from us check out heels down magazine the april issue is out which we've already told you about a few times but it is super packed full of great stuff uh, especially the tell-all interview with oliver townen which we've mentioned already and at this point i saw he was on the list for kentucky right but we just don't know if he's gonna go
0: yeah. So a lot of times what the riders will do is because with badminton being the weekend after Kentucky, a lot of um, so the the way that you get into badminton is, I think, based on the points that the horse has through British eventing, I think,
2: um, or something
0: like that. Yeah. OK, thank you, Jess. Um, So basically, a lot of riders will often cross enter Kentucky because in case their horses don't get into badminton, they have. A four star they can hit in the spring so i think that may have been because i noticed that oliver's horses are entered at badminton too so we'll see it'd be awesome to see him back here because he hasn't been here in quite a few years but um yeah i mean it the article honestly it turned out so awesome and i i think that it's really one of the more candid interviews that you know he's ever done and one that we've we've written um you know going to see his farm was definitely one of the coolest experiences i've ever had in my life i mean it was like typical english weather like cold rainy excuse me um like not a pleasant day whatsoever but it was just awesome like you got to i got to pet his horse that he won burly with and he made oh, me cool. a cup of tea like he made me a cup of tea and i'm like i had to sit there and like i'm in oliver town's freaking kitchen drinking tea while he tells me about like a clinic that he taught I, I don't know. He was just really awesome and it it blew me out of the water. So I, I would really like, you guys are really going to love the article. So you no, know, not to mention everything else that's in this issue.
1: That was a pretty good, good sales pitch, Sally, not going to lie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, you guys can get the heels down magazine app and download the magazine on your phone or tablet. Uh, we put out new issues every month. And so download it now. And if you want m- to read more stories worth reading you could check out our website at heelsdownmag.com as for heels down happy hour we'll be releasing new episodes on the second and last fridays of every month did you know you can get the horse radio network app on your ios or android phone search for horse radio network in the app store it's free and super easy to use all right guys uh We've got one more like little bit of news to plug. Uh, since we've talked a little bit about eventing and Oliver in Kentucky, all three of us, it's like we're entering this alternative universe because all three of us are going to be in the same place at the same time in that we're going to the Kentucky three-day event.
0: Woohoo! Woo-hoo! So probably the only time we're ever all going to be in the same place at the same I time. Know. Like this I is never. a historic event.
1: So if you guys are going to Kentucky later this month, uh, you should look for us either at the Heels Down booth or the EcoGold booth. And we're going to do a taping of the show at Rolex, or not Rolex, at the show that is formerly known as Rolex. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for some information. We'll post that on the website and probably the Facebook group. And since we're talking about EcoGold, we want to say thank you to our sponsors, EcoGold, Giddy Up Goodies, Asmar, Stanley, and Purina. All right, guys. I think that's it. That's a wrap. Cheers. 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 See you in Kentucky.
2: See you in Kentucky. Yay. We will see you guys later.